It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. NFL trade deadline is quickly approaching. Which move do the Vikings need to consider before it's too late? Plus, what's holding Anthony Edwards back from superstardom status? It's all coming up next on Superior Sports Talk. Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now it's Superior Sports Talk with Kara Levin sports anchor Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman. It's 30 minutes every day and it's all the Minnesota sports you need. It's Superior Sports Talk and it starts now. Back in the lab, Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode, Superior Sports Talk, presented by Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's your daily 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports, which you can now find streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just look out for our Lockdown Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV, and on Care 11. Hump day, Reg. How are we feeling? You know, I'd be feeling really good if the Timberwolves bounce back on, with baby. the win tonight. Got a little drama going on right now with the team. It's the NBA season. It's the time for it. Lots to get into, but first, remember, follow along Locked On Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And on Twitter, it's at Locked On MIN. And remember, we're a podcast, too. Free and available, all platforms, Spotify, Apple, you name it. We got it. Tons of great choices over there, too. You got the Ron Johnson Show. You got the Football Party and more. Your one-stop shop with endless Vikings talk with local experts. Do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button and drop us a five-star review. Speaking of YouTube, every day posted a new poll up on the Lockdown Minnesota YouTube community page. Yesterday, I posed the question, which Vikings player has the most to prove, not just out of the bye, but in the second half of the season? Four choices. Irv Smith Jr., Cam Bynum, Daniil Hunter, or Kirk Cousins. I'm just going to give you the results here, Reg. Three-way race. Irv Smith, most votes, 43% mm. at number one. Daniil Hunter, number two in second, 31%. Kirk Cousins, third, with 21%. Cam Bynum, kind of an afterthought. He only got 3%. I want to get your thoughts, but I just got to say this. I was shocked by how little votes Cam Bynum got, and I saw the comments on there mentioning, why is Cam Bynum even on this list? Well, I put Bynum on there because I call him like I see him, man. He's been the worst PFF defender on the team, and I know PFF isn't gospel, but let's just even take PFF out of it for a second. When I sit down and just watch the games, there hasn't been many times, if any at all, Cam Bynum has made a big play this year. Six games, I've sat down, I've watched these, Reg. I haven't seen one splash play from this guy, not one. Six games, not one interception, not one sack, not one tackle for a loss, nothing. I'm not a Bynum hater. In fact, during preseason, made some bold predictions. I said this guy was going to ball out. I said he was going to win the starting job and not give it to Lewis Seen and not look back, but did win that starting job outright from the moment he got to camp, through preseason, regular season. He's been the clear-cut starter, so I got to hold him to those starting expectations. And for him to only get 3%, it just kind of surprised me, I guess. That's all. So he's supposed to be a young, up-and-coming guy on this roster, second year now. He hasn't really made many plays, if any at all. Your thoughts on the votes? Who has the most pressure this second half of the season, in your opinion? You asked me, because we kind of talked about this uh, the day a couple days ago, but I, I still stick with Kirk Cousins just because, like, 
It's a quarterback-driven league, and this team is going to go as he goes. If he has success, I think this team will ultimately have success. Numbers are down. Um, you know, hasn't really been as consistent as years past, you know, because he's still trying to learn this this offense and get his feet set, get a rhythm in there. But I think if he comes out of this bye and is a little bit more juiced up, mm-hmm. has some more consistency, is, you know, throwing for 300-plus yards, three-plus touchdowns in these games, like I think this Vikings team will ultimately – continue their success if he continues to play like he's playing you know i don't know that there's going to be all these games where you're like oh they have a chance to win it right at the end because you know the competition is kind of getting a little stronger and so if he's gonna continue to play like he has been playing then i think this team is is a little doomed but you know that being said if another guy that was on that list daniel hunter if he's you know matching or exceeding Zadarius Smith's production uh, as an edge rusher, then maybe they have a little bit more of a chance too. So I think both of those guys have to have a a big second half of this season. Yeah, I'm with you. I almost didn't even put Kirk on the list just because he's a quarterback. Obviously, he's got a lot of pressure. Hasn't really statistically anyways lived up to what we thought he would do under Kevin O'Connell. For him to be only third on the list, that surprised me a little bit. I almost took him out and put a guy like maybe Adam Thielen, who, again, statistically just maybe hasn't lived up to that. K.J. Osborne, somebody like that. Dalvin Cook, maybe, who, again, guys are winning. Obviously, that's the most important. But statistically, some guys have been a little underwhelming from what we thought from this KOC offensive explosion. Remember, go check out the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube page every day. Posting a new poll up there. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a beat. Go comment and let us know what you think. All right. football we go NFL trade deadline it's just days away now at this point ESPN came out with another article this time they said the Vikings trading Alexander Madison makes a lot of sense he's a free agent after this year you got two young pups behind him ready to go there's running back needy teams out there that would gladly take him Reg we're both fans of Madison what would you have to get in return that would make you say okay all things considering, knowing he's leaving next year, knowing you got three other guys in the backfield, I can live with that. Go ahead, punch it. I guess like a second or third round pick. I don't know, but it's just like, why would you do that though? You know, right. Dalvin is already nursing an injury that he's playing through, and Madison has shown himself to be a good complement as a back. And so if you give him up, now you're talking about relying on Kane, which you really haven't used him in that in that way this season so it's just like why would you do that and then also Ty Chandler you know broke his thumb and he flashed in the preseason but you're like well can you really rely on that guy as well to to do what he's supposed to do and so I just don't pull the trigger right now I I think you you hold on to Madison he's a valuable guy I it's weird it's like I don't necessarily even call him a backup running back like he is kind of like the the 1B to Dalvin's 1A. You know, may, maybe the the split is not like a Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard situation in Dallas, but Madison is very valuable to this offense, and he's shown his ability time and time again, and I just don't know how you get rid – if you're a team that is trying to ascend and trying to stay ahead in the division and compete for a championship – 
you don't give away a valuable piece for a future commodity. Why would you do that? I would argue he's not only a great cop, he might be the best backup running back in the league. It's surprising he doesn't get talked about as that guy a little bit more. Problem is, too, it's such a watered down position now, running back. I feel bad for these guys, man. They just get used and abused, thrown to the street. When I see James Robinson, who is young, ultra productive when healthy, 10 touchdowns mm-hmm. and over 1,000 yards his rookie year on a horrible Jags offense, by the way. Then he gets mm-hmm. hurt last year, but the guy's only 24 years old, 24 years old, and he gets traded for a late day three pick. It's just tough for me to realistically think you're going to get anything more than six-round pick. I'm with you. I'm just keeping him for the remainder of the year, and I'm a huge draft guy. I love stockpiling any extra picks I can get. They're already down a fourth end to six, but because the Vikes are five and one and not one and five, they're likely going to win the division. They get a good seat in the playoffs. I think you need to be more buyers than sellers now. Maximize this kind of rare opportunity of being a legitimate playoff team and play with kind of house money that you got. And you know what? You're still going to get a compensatory pick back for Madison when he leaves anyways. So really, who cares if you get a six round this year or six round next year? Not that big of a difference. He's too good, too effective, outstanding change of pace to Cook, as mentioned, and that running style. They both offer such a different running style that keeps defense on their toes. And you could argue, had he gotten the same amount of touches as Cook up to this point, his numbers may be actually the same, if not better. When he's gotten chances, he's been very effective. So I'm keeping him. CBS Sports, they also came out with their own trade scenario for the bikes. Tell me what you think here, Reg. A fourth round pick to Cleveland for cornerback Greedy Williams and a six-round pick back. I actually like this dude coming out a few years ago of the draft. He's only 25 at most. Been injured off and on, but second-round pick coming out of LSU. LSU, man, those guys breed NFL secondary players. It would be great depth, I guess, if nothing else, but we're already down a fourth and a six-round pick. I don't know how much more draft capital I'm ready to just keep throwing away, honestly. How about you, Rich? I wouldn't be mad at that. And especially after what we saw from Quasi in this past draft, like that dude is a wheeler and a dealer. Like he'll make up the the picks. Like you down a fourth. Yeah, and we thought Rick okay. Spielman was bad. Quasi, yeah, he's on his game, man. Man, he's like Wayne Brady. Let's make a deal. You know, <laughs> like he must really enjoy that show. You know what I mean? Like that dude is a is an assassin on draft night. It's just like you know, like these picks, these picks. They for everybody. You want them? Come get them. And we'll take what you got in return. I got door exactly. number two. Which one you exactly. want? Exactly. Man, when Quasi when, when <laughs> came out and, and traded down to the last pick in the draft, yeah. everybody's just like, wait, what? Like, What, what? are we doing? Like, they yeah. didn't pick until, until right when I went on the air at CARE 11 for the 10 o'clock news. And it was just like, bang, they picked Lewis scene. Bang. Reggie, time to talk. And I'm like, hey, they they picked Lewis scene just, yeah. just right now. Like, just uh-huh. right now. All right, have a good night, you know? <laughs> and so, <laughs> I, you know, a, a player like Greedy, like, that would be helpful for them, especially with the kind of the lack of depth. Me and you talked about it yesterday. If Pat P or Cam Dantzler were to go down for any period mm-hmm. of time, like, you would be a little bit worried about this cornerback group. And so – if they were to swing at a guy like Greedy, you would hope that he wouldn't be like an oft-injured guy and he would be able to be out there and productive. But I wouldn't be mad at that. I think he brings a lot of value uh, to the team. 
as opposed to maybe trying to draft a guy in the second, third, fourth round or whatever next year. Weekly tradition on the show, ESPN's latest power rankings. Just take a guess. I'm sure you've already taken a sneak peek. I know you by now. But just take a guess at the top handful or two of teams here that ESPN's got on their latest power rankings. I'll give you the first one, Buffalo Bills. Who's number two? Oh, number two. Hmm. Kind of a, a tier. There's three kind of teams in a, this top tier by themselves. Then you get into the second tier. Well, it's interesting that Buffalo's number one when there's still an undefeated team left in the league. So I, know I, it. I would imagine Philly is up there. Absolutely. Uh, Philly, number two, number three. Yep. Number three. Chiefs. Kind of this la- yep. Yep. So that's kind of the top tier, right? Everybody knows that. Then you get in the second tier. It goes New York Giants, Minnesota wow. Vikes, still sitting in the top wow. five. They moved down a spot during their bye week, even though they didn't play. They go from four to five, which is fine. Still in the top five. The article and Kevin Seifert goes on to say, it's all about Kevin O'Connell maximizing these different ways to win games late, play calling, clock management. He's led the NFL through seven weeks with 59 points scored in the final four minutes. We know how bad they were unders in those last two years. They go from worse right. to first. That's the difference. Cowboys number six, Ravens number seven. They're only four and three, but Ravens number seven. Everybody's still kind of that was scared for the Ravens. Yeah, to kind of bust out here. New York Jets number eight. Bengals 9, Dolphins 10. So Super Bowl champs, Rams, not even in the top 10. They're number 12. Bengals squeezing in the top 10. They represented the AFC last year. If you were to just like travel from the summer into the future and just look at this, you say, okay, seven weeks in, and you saw the Giants, the Vikes, and the Jets on the top eight, <laughs> I, I think my head would explode, man. There, there's just no way. Like, what's going on in the league? And then you look towards the bottom, middle of the pack, you've got the Packers at 16 and Bucks at 17. What's going on there? Mm. Teams like the Saints, who had high expectations to at least be competitive, they're at 26. Broncos are even worse. They're at 27. Steelers, I know they lost TJ Watt. They're just heart and soul, their defense. They're at 29. What else surprises you? It wow. just sticks out to you here when you look at this list here, Rich. Yeah, I mean, it, it is those teams like the Bucks and the Packers. Those teams just kind of look out of sorts right now. Like, what in mm-hmm. the world is going on with them? Like, and it's it's interesting because like they're not like terrible right now, but they're not great. Like Aaron Rodgers and that offense just looks lost. And that defense that's supposed to be like, you know, one of the top de- you saw what they did in the draft to try to bolster that side of the ball and really try to establish their identity as a defensive team. And they've left a little bit to be desired as well. The Bucks, I'm really not sure what's going on with them. Like, they have the weapons. Godwin is healthy-ish. Mike Evans is there. Like, Tom Brady has, like, his top two targets. Lenny Fournette is, is playing. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on with their offense, why they aren't clicking. But they're like a conundrum right now. And I I don't really understand why they're kind of in the depths of the the dumpster right now. What's interesting too is Arizona, after the win on Thursday night, they're only sitting at 20. Yeah, that was crazy. They don't necessarily believe in them, but I do think that they're a dangerous team and the Vikings are going to be on notice on Sunday if they come out and, and, and start swinging at them. And so... Those are some of my teams there. Um, It's funny, you know, Matt Ryan gets benched and the Colts are still at 22nd, but they're a 500 team. So 
I don't know. We'll see what happens, but this, these power rankings are always so interesting to to see like where national people think these teams mm-hmm. are. Yeah, Cardinals moved up six after that big one on primetime versus the Saints on Thursday night. It notes 48% of the targets from Kyler went to DeAndre Hopkins. It's just clear how much they missed their wide receiver one in that offense because he still is in his prime one healthy. He's that good. Vikes Cardinals Sunday in the backyard at the bank. Kickoff noon Central Standard Time. Rest assured, Reggie and I will be here all week breaking it all down. All right, coming up next, we're breaking down Anthony Edwards and what he needs to do to become a superstar in the league but first Vikes now 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl after that 5 and 1 start Justin Jefferson 25 to 1 to win the MVP Vikes open the week as three and a half point favorites versus the Cardinals coming out of the bye make sure to keep tabs all season long and check those odds out and more with bet online betonline.net fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds lines and games stats news info you want it they got it nfl mlb nba even mma and ufc bet online makes betting easy and is your number one source for all your betting needs go to betonline.net today to learn more that's betonline.net it's where the game starts. And remember, when you subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota, endless Vikings talk with local experts. Sam and Ron talk football every day on the Ron Johnson Show. Reggie Wilson gives you a sports anchor's perspective right here on Superior Sports Talk. And the Minnesota Football Party brings together the top Vikings podcasters in the city. Subscribe to the free Lockdown Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcasts or find us on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And remember, you can now find us streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick devices. Just download our Locked On Sports Minnesota app. Enjoy all our content and daily shows for free at your fingertips any day, anytime. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right. To basketball we go. We ripped on the Wolves all day yesterday. Brutal loss to the Spurs. They're now 2-2. Two and two. And one of the main takeaways after that game for both of us, I think, here, Reg, was who's the leader? Who's the leader of this team? Who's the man that rallies the troops when things get ugly? Pat Bev, he's long gone. I can't believe they kind of haven't figured this out. Who's going to step into that role a little bit more? Because it's clearly becoming kind of a little issue here behind the scenes. And it's clear for me, Reg, and Edwards has to step up here and take on this new leadership role if he He's going to take this game to the next level in the NBA and kind of tap into that superstar status. He had nine points last game. That should never happen. What's your thoughts on Ant stepping up and being the vocal leader? And what else, if anything, he needs to do or show to become a legit superstar in the NBA? Like we all know he can be. 
So I don't know if you saw, but it was big news around really all the national pundits and all that. What Kat said about Ant after the game. Hated it. Talking about talking Hated about it. he needs to he needs to work on his body a little bit more. I know y'all think it's funny guys, jokes about the yeah, Popeyes and the McDonald's, yeah. but I, I don't like that. I don't it's like Kat. Yeah, and it was just like, Dude, whoa, like where did that come from? Yeah. And and it's like, you know, if Ant didn't feel like disrespected by that, he at least was just like, whoa, big fella. Thanks. Throw me dumb. out, baby. Like, thanks. Mm, don't yeah, talk. Getting thrown like under the bus. It's delicious. Come on. <laughs> I'm a young dude. I can work it off. What do you mean? <laughs> Got that metabolism that going. Piece? Hey, quick confession. Never had Popeyes. What? I swear to what? God, I swear, I swear, never. Today, when they open at 1030, you need to go there and get a big box. <laughs> go and get a big box and let it bless you. Get the spicy, okay? Okay. Make I'm sure a spice you get guy. some strawberry jam it. for the, for the, the, the uh, biscuits. That's a right? thing? Oh, I like yes. that. Okay. But also, make sure you get plenty to drink because those biscuits will kill you. Like they will really get okay. Stuck, like right here, Cement. you know, <laughs> they just get okay. stuck right there, and you're just like, ooh, like you need something to wash it down with. They're delicious. Oh, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do the whole thing. They're, they're, I'm gonna get the dry, whole, you know, like whole experience. Make sure, yep, make you. sure you, yeah. So today, this is your challenge. Go on over there, mm -hmm. get a get a big box. They got a special going right now. I just saw the commercial last night. Go and get a big box. Let it bless your life. Make sure you get the spine. Yeah, first ahead, guy go in. Go head over there. Who's this? Yeah, who's this weirdo? Because you're tripping. You're tripping. You can't <laughs> be on this podcast with me, a Popeyes lover and connoisseur, and not have ever tried Popeyes. I was afraid to tell look, you. Look, oh, I man, honestly, I look, was. Man, I was. You said tripping today. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I need you mm -hmm. to do better. I need you to mm -hmm. to to learn about these lovely things in life that we call That's not chicken. Me. From Popeyes. Love hey, that. Cat, you see how anyway. you do this? You take the blame. See, see Cat? Anyway. You don't throw it, somebody under the bus. Take the blame. Go yeah. Ahead. Anyway, as much as I love Popeyes, like, you you just, like, I get it. And, like, I, I love mm -hmm. me some Popeyes. You get a little, little fries, a little red beans and rice going, you know, like, after the games and stuff. Like, I get it. It's delicious. Like, Popeyes is, 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 is love, you know? But at the end of the day, like, that was like a deflection of all deflections. Like, why are you talking about Ant's diet? Like, and especially like that's something that you might like pull him aside in private and Absolutely. be like, hey man, look, look, you and this Popeyes, like, we gotta talk about that, man. I got a chef, you know, like he can cook some stuff up that's much better for you, that'll give you much more energy than Popeyes ever will. Cause you know, you, you eat gotta a little take Popeyes, care of your body. You feel a little heavy, you know, mm -hmm. you, you want to take a nap. You know, it makes you feel a little sluggish because it is some heavy food, delicious, but it's a little heavy. You know what I mean? So I get I get it, but you don't say that in public. So I think what's going on is Cat realizes the superstar potential in Ant, and he's trying to hold him accountable to be the guy that they need him to be. And, you know, this is going to be the transition of this. Cat is going to be kind of like the Robin to Ant's Batman moving forward. And so you ask, like, 
what does he have to do? Like, he has to be more consistent. He has to be the guy that wants the ball in his hands and a guy that consistently makes things happen. He had the back-to-back 30-point games, and then you come out and you score nine, and that that's not going to get it done. That being said, Cat, you know, is calling out Ant about his diet and all that. It's just like, look, let he who is, who is without sin cast the first stone because there are nights where Cat lets his emotions get the best of him, and he's totally taken out of a game, and he may only have single-digit points. And so it's like, look, if you're going to do that, if you're going to be that guy where you're going to be holding everybody accountable, you got to make sure, like, you are out here, you know, like you you should be like a 30-10 and 10 guy every night. And if that's not happening, then, you know, maybe maybe kind of keep some of that to yourself. I don't, I don't know. And not keep it to yourself, but maybe do that in private because it just kind of came off as a little weird, him doing that. Yeah, it's just another little – it's it's not big thing. It's just another little small thing that just kind of frustrates me about Cat's development into just kind of this being the leader and veteran on the team. Here's the thing. When things are going the wrong way, I need someone on this team who can create their own shot and get to the basket. D'Lo, probably mm-hmm. not it. He's more of a step-back shooter guy. Cat, he can. He can drive, but seems like he doesn't want to. wants to be the catch-and-shoot on the perimeter guy. Ant is clearly yeah. the guy who can make those plays and slash his way to the basket, but he needs to speak up a little bit more. He needs to find his voice and be the guy that has the confidence down in those final few minutes or when the team needs to rally back from 10, 15 down. He's got all the talent, and I get it. There is a lot of guys on this team who want the ball, but when you look at the trajectory and where each one's at individually in their career, Ant's by far the youngest with the most untapped potential still. And if mm-hmm. I'm Chris Finch and the rest of those teammates, I'd want to maximize Ant's skill set as much as I can too because that's really, at the end of the day, only going to make everyone around him better as well. Hey, just real quick, what do you think of the way Chris Finch has kind of used the new lineup, the bench, the way he's rotated these big guys? Because I know that was the big talking point heading in, and it's early, but mm-hmm. have you noticed anything, just real quick, any trends that have worked better than others thus far? I think what is the issue is is now you've paid a lot of money and you've made a big investment into these twin towers. And it's just like you got to find a way to make it work. The rotations, when you go small, like it worked really well. They ballooned an eight-point lead into a 22-point lead against OKC on Sunday night. So that is helpful. But when you got these two big guys that – you know, you've you've gone all in on, like, those are the guys that you have to play behind and play hard with, and that's what he has to figure out ultimately. Wolves get a chance to redeem themselves versus the Spurs tonight. San Antonio surprising 3-1 and one on the season. Everybody kind of mm-hmm. threw them to the wayside before the season even started. Wolves coming off that embarrassing loss to them, now 2-2, two and two, tip off 7 p.m. right here in the backyard at Target Center. Rest assured, Reggie and I will be back tomorrow to break it all down. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed. All right, real quick, we got time for one new segment called Gimme One. Gimme one. 
First one up, Reg. We haven't really talked Wild or hockey much at all, so let's squeeze one in here. Minnesota Wild, they struggled out the gate. They've now won two of their last three. Give me one reason for optimism that still remains if you're a Wild fan. You've seen the team can build upon moving forward. Well, it seems like Flower has kind of come back down from mm -hmm. his uh, <laughs> I'm going to let everybody score ways. And so that that's that's nice. Only allowed one yesterday. 26 saves last night uh, against Montreal. He was in that that head-to-head. -head, he got the nice save on the penalty shot. That was beautiful to watch. And then, look, these guys are scoring goals. And so and – and it hasn't been the, the same person. You got two from Jeek last night, one from Duhame. You know, Kirill is scoring goals. Like – on any given night, you got Ferdy Goudreau scoring goals. Like, I think those are the encouraging signs because even when they were giving up so many of these goals game to game, they were kind of keeping up because they were scoring goals on their own as well. And so I think that's an encouraging part is they are, they are, are finding ways to get the puck into the net. And now you see Flower kind of leveling out and being the guy that they expected him to be. I think I think they're in good shape. I'm still a little concerned about this team just because they don't have like that that firepower that we're used to that they had last year, but you know, so far so good if they could string along another one and, and beat Ottawa on Thursday night like mm -hmm. now they're back to 500 and it's like, all right, the whole new season at that point. That's been nice to see so far. So, yeah, we'll see what they can do tomorrow. And rest assured, Friday, we'll keep tabs on that and break it all down. All right, that's a wrap today. Back tomorrow, more superior sports talk on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. Remember, you got to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join us every day for another episode with your 30-minute breakdown of everything Minnesota sports. We're a podcast due free and available all platforms. Subscribe, drop us a five-star review, and find us now streaming on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick device. Just look out for our Locked On Sports Minnesota app there as well. That's Reggie Wilson on Twitter, at Reggie Wilson TV. Check him out every night up on CARE 11. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Special thanks to our producer, Matt DeBritz. Tune in tomorrow to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Reggie, I'm Luke. Until tomorrow, signing out. Be blessed. Spread love today. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.